Welcome to the Crystal Says Let's Chat You and Me podcast, where every conversation is honest, inspiring, humorous, sometimes controversial, but always what you want to talk about. Your host is Crystal Haynes, a Christian author, speaker, and consultant. Join the conversation as she speaks on life, love, and everything in between. Let's listen in. What are we chatting about today? Hello, my loves. On this episode, we're discussing something we all face at, you know, some point in our lives. That's right. Relationships with family and friends. And, you know, sometimes the romantic ones, too. I wanted to make sure that this season addressed your listener requested topic and questions, specifically on healthy, evolving, and departing relationships or friendships. You know, we all faced it. Sometimes things just don't click anymore or you've grown. But you know what? We'll get into it. So to do that, I brought in a special guest. Her name is Imani Tut. She's a pre-licensed marriage and family therapist. So you know Homegirl knows what she's about to talk about. So let's get right on into it. Imani, hi girl. Say hi to the people. Hello everyone. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It is absolutely a pleasure. Absolutely. So I definitely have been really, really excited to dive into these topics because I feel like now more than ever, like this is definitely something that like has been on the forefront of everyone's like mind, like how to really navigate through relationships and friendships. So I'm definitely ready to chat about this. Yes. So (laughs) let's get right into it then. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships are complicated. Yeah. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Hear me out. I'm not only referring to romantic relationships. I'm speaking of, you know, familial and friend relationships. Right. The the complicated aspect I mentioned refers to the nuances, you know, of Mm -hmm. each because no two people are the same. Mm -hmm. So that being acknowledged, how do we distinguish between healthy and unhealthy relationships of any kind. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a big one. I think we all kind of have like our own perceptions of like what healthy actually is and what unhealthy actually is, you know, based off of our upbringing, what we saw, what we thought was normal, what we thought was not normal. So it it definitely varies. Um, But I definitely think in terms of health of any relationship, it really has like fundamental characteristics. So like mutual respect, actually valuing the friendship that you have with someone, the relationship that you have with your partner. Um, and then not only just valuing each other, but then also like respecting boundaries as well. Um, so I definitely think mutual respect is one of the key traits to having any healthy relationship. Um, open communication I know sometimes the lines can get really blurry when it comes to open communication, Um, but I believe creating an open and safe space to be able to express yourself really, really makes a difference um, in relationships. Um, And I know a lot of the times like we're maybe taught from our households that, you know, we shouldn't say certain things and we shouldn't express ourselves in certain ways because then it comes off as disrespect. Um, But I think that they're definitely is a thin line between like disrespect and literally expressing yourself respectfully, um, in a friendship, in a parent relationship, 
um, partnership, marriage, like all of that. Um, and communication, I heard this a few years ago. Um, Tony Gaskins actually said this communication is like oxygen and mm. you need it. Like you really, really need communication in order for things to thrive because the minute that you stop communicating, the minute, you know, things just start to crumble. Um, so open communication for sure. Trust, um, 110%. You have That's to, a big one. Yeah. You have to trust your friends. Like you have to trust your partner. If you don't, it, it kind of just leads to like, what's the point of even doing this if you don't? Um, a lot of people go into things with trust issues based off of past experiences and everything, which is completely understandable. We all can you see me raising my hand? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really, really difficult because, you know, we kind of go through this life experience and people are just different and people just do things that we just don't agree with and they taint our trust in them and all types of different stuff, but you kind of have to view it as everybody gets a clean slate, regardless of like what relationship you've dealt with, what your parents did to you, what your friends did to you. Everybody starts off on a clean slate unless proven otherwise. Um, I think that that's fair. Um, and trust is really, really important for a relationship to grow and actually thrive. Um, you know what? You're right. In all that you said, And okay, so let's go ahead and get into my business just a little bit. I've blogged about this uh, a couple years ago Mm -hmm. um, in my uh, naive Mm -hmm. in love series. Yeah, Um, you guys can go back and check that. It's literally called Naive in Love, Mm -hmm. and it's all the juice and all the anyway. The point is this: Mm -hmm. you mentioned after communication, absolutely love that because that's definitely essential. And like Tony said, it is like oxygen if you can't speak or discuss so you don't feel like you have the liberty to do so what are you really doing in that relationship whether it's friend family or you know it it's pointless because only one of you is talking that's not a relationship that's a dictatorship but Mm -hmm. the trust aspect i used to be i would think very trusting yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Always want to make people feel included, gathering all the friends. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was me. Yeah. But then let's go back to high school. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that I had a toxic friendship. Wow. Um, we'd made excuses for this person. Mm-hmm. And now after what she did to me, in retrospect, all those things came tumbling forward and said, these were red lights all along. The type of friend that would look at you in your face mm-hmm. and then look at the boy you're dating yeah. and turn to you and say, they showed their their family photos and everyone, including them, is wondering how did you get with him because he looks so good? Wow. And then, then other small comments about your your complexion. Oh, you're you're nice for such and such complexion, oh, even no. if they were much different in complexion than you know than I was, right. or about my size or different little things. We would brush it off because that's friend, you know. Right. They don't right. mean it. And so you just keep going. Mm-hmm. And then you move on into other relationships as you get older mm-hmm. and you start talking to other people. There is this one instance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I 
I was talking to this guy and I won't I won't lie he was a rebound person so I felt bad in a way but Mm -hmm. I was still a teenager coming into my own and so I'm sorry that I I did that trying to get over my previous person yeah (laughs) but um I I was hanging out with a friend Mm -hmm. and I could not remember um I didn't remember to bring my phone, so I had to use their phone to call him. Mm-hmm. And fast forward, time goes on, and one day, they're calling the same guy that I'm with. And I'm just like, hey, how, how did you get the number? Right. And they say, oh, you gave it to me one time. No, I didn't. No. You kept the number when I dialed it? Is that what you were doing? Right. So I, I, I went back in memory. And to think about it, every other male friend mm-hmm. that I'd had and that I'd sort of introduced yeah. her to, all of a sudden she became their very best friend hanging out. But it was always a secret. If it were innocent you wouldn't keep it a secret. Right. And so exactly. one day I called the guy and she picked up the phone. Oh. <laughs> and I said, what in the world just happened? Hey. And so from there, trust for me right. mm-hmm. was damaged. Right. And so right. every relationship with uh, females that I went toward, I didn't even, I didn't even hold much against the guy. Cause I was like, oh, okay, you're crap. Yeah. Um, I, you know, what you did and what you said to me afterward, again, they right. can, you guys can read the blog, but um, I didn't even bother with him. What hurt was the person that I'd been friends with right. for years right. to know what I was dealing with and to still go. Mm-hmm. And then I started realizing this was a pattern. Right. And I couldn't see it because I was too close. Right. But uh, one of my best friends, her little sister was like, I told you. Yeah. We all hung out. I don't know why it was looking the way it was looking with the two of them. But you guys didn't want to listen because she right. was a friend. Right. And it, it's important to also listen to people who are on the outside. Right. Right. They can see what we can't see. Mm-hmm. So the trust aspect for me was kind of damaged. So I started looking at every female relationship at a, a I gave everyone a litmus test. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, can I trust you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's see how long this can go. Right. I didn't do things per se to put people through a test. I just held out trusting them. Yeah. Until over time, their actions proved they could be trusted. And right. that became my MO. Right. Right. What was dangerous in that, though, was I was still hurting. So I didn't allow more of me to be revealed in that relationship to actually build a friendship. I let people go on and consider them associates. Right, right. When when some of them actually came to friend level. So as I started to mature, um, hitting into the 20s, the later 20s, that started to shake off of me a little bit. When Mm -hmm. 30s hit, baby girl, everything then. (laughs) (laughs) Everything then dropped and... I started to realize what friendship looked like. And so I no longer mm-hmm. hold that that hurt and that scar from that person. Yeah, I, I remember what happened, but I'm no longer angry right. at, at right. either one of them. I'm no longer right. that person. Right. Um, no, I'm not going to be your friend on Facebook, though. I mean, just 
know, <laughs> I, I tried it once and it just was weird. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, you know, at her request, but then I, I couldn't do it anymore. So I stopped. Yeah. But, and that's, that's part of knowing, okay, this isn't healthy for me. Right. I, I right. don't like who I am when I log on and how I feel. So right. I'm going to disconnect this because it's not adding to me. And I'm definitely not adding to her because there's no communication. Right. Right. You know, so it's pointless. That trust aspect you spoke of mm-hmm. is something definitely um, yeah. needed. And I would think that if you can have trust mm-hmm. um, and not deceptive trust, right. say and do things that make you believe in them and trust mm-hmm. them wholeheartedly mm-hmm. without evaluating a situation or recognizing red flags. But the kind of trust you and I are speaking of is that honest that consistency that their character has proven and not only proven to you, but others can attest to it. Even when they first meet them, they can recognize it in them. Right. Of integrity. Yeah. Yes. Super, super, super important. Integrity. That's the word right there. If you don't have integrity, you need not apply for any <laughs> open friendship, yeah. relationship vacancies. Right. Thank you. The job has been filled. Right. Um, <laughs> right. I agree 110%. My goodness. So it's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so based on what I just shared, yeah. Um, yeah. you see that people change. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and, and people grow. Yeah. Now, if we find ourselves in an evolving relationship, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, let's say it's a friendship. Yeah. How do both parties foster and encourage Mm. the positive evolution that's taking place versus a friendship where only one person is evolving? Right, right. So it kind of like goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning, like what healthy relationships actually are and kind of having like that mutual respect, like mutual reciprocation. Like those are the type of things that you need, like in any relationship. I don't think that any relationship should be one-sided because someone's always going to feel like they're getting the short end of the stick at that point. Um, So in friendships in particular, I think, you know, my mom always tells me like, Imani, you have to choose your friends wisely. You have to choose your friends wisely. And I always took that with me, but I don't think I ever really took it seriously until I was in my early 20s. And I was kind of like, oh, like this actually really is important. Like the people that you have common interests with and people that you align with, people that share similar goals, that's important because if they don't, and that's absolutely okay if they don't, but you're going to kind of go down that same path with them. Um, And if that's not a goal for you, if your goal is to not go down that path, then you, you know, got to do some reevaluating. Um, so I think definitely first and foremost, like picking friendships that have mutual reciprocation, also choosing your friends wisely, um, making sure that you guys share common interests, sharing common goals, um, is definitely key. I think that's how things kind of stay reciprocal. Um, and then also like just those really good, like I'm trying to figure out the word, um, 
I guess like just characteristics that you have like pretty much in every friendship, like being able to listen to your friend, like having a mutual understanding, um, not feeling like you have to take on that role as the fixer of your friend. Like if, if your friend is going through a certain issue, it's not really necessarily your response to fix that. Yes, you can guide and support them through it, but it shouldn't be to the point where you're now taking on your friend's issues and now the both of you guys are stagnant in wherever this person is at. Girl, I feel attacked. We've all done it before. I'm telling you, it, even, you know, in, in my field, like being a therapist, like even before I was a therapist, like I always liked helping people. And I think anybody like in the service of helping usually likes to help people. That's um, who we are. Yeah, exactly. That's just who we are on the inside. It's like, we can't help it. But also at the same time, it goes back to like having those boundaries with yourself. Like, you know, I can't continue to like overexert or internalize my friend's issues as my own. And now I'm like, you know, angry or upset for the rest of the day because of my friend's issues that they just can't seem to fix. Um, so I, I really, really think like, you know, kind of really understanding your role in a friendship, what the levels of friendship, kind of like what you touched on a little bit earlier, like, okay, this person is an acquaintance, this person is a friend, this person's a close friend, this person's more of a soulmate type of person for me, like categorizing it in that way. So it's not like, you know, I have to just like cut off everyone, but everyone kind of has their own categories in terms of where they fit in my life during this season. Um, yeah. You said a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, and I was taking mental notes of different points I want to pick out in what you said. Yeah. Um, one, yeah, yeah, I, girl, I was attacked, but no, it was, it was, it was true to who mm-hmm. I was. And part of my growing has made me, thank God, yeah. has made me realize that I really can't mm-hmm. take on other people's problems I used to look at it through the lens of well you know the Lord said you know Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn right but what that meant was it didn't say take on their problems and and have the burden weigh you down right you share that moment with with empathy with them and even sympathy but then you also know that there's also a season there's another verse that says there is a season for that so you you help them by empathizing you lift off that burden some Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. if there's something you can do then by all means do it but there are times where you just can't do anything but be there for that person in that space and a a bonus thing as a Christian I get to take some of that burden mm-hmm. and then lay it on on Christ. Yeah. Leave it there. Yeah. So so now I've just been a conduit. Mm-hmm. And and that that feels good because yeah. it also lifts up off of me the stress of feeling like, yeah. what can I do for this person? Because I just did something. Right. I took it to the one who could fix it all. Yeah. The one who can comfort it all. You know? Right. Right. So that was important. And then you mentioned um with relationship and it just the little light bulb came on. Yeah. Relation. Mm-hmm. The word relation. Yeah. Relate. Yeah. It, it's, it, it in itself shows you that it cannot be one sided. Exactly. You cannot have a relation or you cannot relate to something if it's just you. 
Right. And there's nothing to bounce back off of compared to mirror. There's nothing there that you don't have a relationship. So without that communication, without that trust, without that uh, mutual integrity um, identification, you don't have a relationship. So it's really important to be able to still identify. And just because... Uh, one of you is growing, whether it be yourself or or the friend and you identify it, there's right. no cause for jealousy. There's no cause for yeah. bitterness. There's no cause for uh, being angry that the next person isn't coming up to your level right. or, or what have you. It's identifying, okay, one of us may be changing, but internally we are still the same people. Right. This is right. the same person I can talk to. This is the same person who's been there uh, encouraging me and I've been encouraging Encouraging them, we are the same. Right. This part of them has just changed. So what? They no longer like to stay up late and have conversations about yes. the silliness of life because they're pursuing a certain goal. Right. I understand right. that, and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. If that means we talk on a weekend, yeah. Great. As long as the communication stays right. open, right. That communication needs to be open. Right. Um, we understand that not all friendships mean you talk every single day because yeah. life happens. Yeah. I get that. But the, the communication still mm-hmm. needs to be there. It cannot be just one person constantly right. the only person putting in effort mm-hmm. to to check in even with what they're doing. They're right. trying to to keep a relationship going, but it gets weary. It gets weary and you start feeling, okay, was I the only person in this friendship? Was I even being valued? And all those unnecessary thoughts start coming in your head when there should be a positive reinforcement of evolution in this relationship so that you can both ascend to higher heights. Absolutely. You know, and it's it's things like that where we need to get out of our heads mm-hmm. and recognize that in this world there's no man that is an island yeah whatsoever right. we need someone even on that island you're gonna look for a, a, a coconut tree you're gonna look to see if you mm-hmm. can fish but it'll be you and that fish you need to be able to to connect right. and if one right. of you is refusing to do that mm-hmm. then yeah some hard decisions yeah have to be made and it's not that you may have to cut the person off completely yeah but yeah. it could be well the frequency yeah it's, it's not there or there's no love lost but I you know, that relationship that I thought we had, yeah. we don't have it, but that's okay. If you're ever in need of, mm-hmm. of my help, my friendship, my love, right? I'm still the same person. Right. However, I cannot keep going on with this because it's hurtful to me and it's also not fair to you overall Mm -hmm. so like just so many transitions I've made in my own life with my friendships like the dynamic of your friendships even people you've been friends with for years like you know it changes and that's Mm -hmm. okay it's okay it's absolutely okay I have this friend um okay so when I say this friend Mm um (laughs) I used to date him when I was a teenager but now he's my friend okay uh so he has this uh, saying of, it used to get on my last nerves, honestly. But now, I, now I get it. He has boxes 
of where he puts people mentally in his head. And that goes back to what you spoke about before, mm-hmm. about having compartments. Yeah. Um, I mentioned it a bit, but I never really let it dawn on me. And when he said it, I was like, what do you mean? I'm in a box. Right. I'm in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I am special. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mess with him and I say, I'm like the best thing that's ever happened in your life. But yeah. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's things like that. He has a box and he was like, everybody cannot be on the same level. Right. There are trust levels and trust percent. He has trust percentages, girl. Wow. And, and okay. now, now I understand it. Yeah. Because it, it makes perfect sense for him. And it also don't tell him. Yeah. It kind of makes sense to me too, but yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, it makes sense where he, where he's at in his life, where he was, where yeah. he's at now and where he wants to go. Right. So there are different levels of people where he's like, if you're not adding, yeah, then I don't really need you in my space because all you're doing is taking up time that I could be using elsewhere and using with other people to continue right. to build. Right. So what he said really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate him for that. Yeah. If, if he listens to this episode now, he'll know. <laughs> but um, it, it does. And you hope he does. See, you know what, Imani? You're supposed to be on my side right now. <laughs> I was like, but I mean, hey, you know, like that could open another, like, you know, aspect of your friendship because you know you're also supposed you're also supposed to learn from your friends too so you know your perspective changed just by having that type of conversation that experience with him so that's awesome we sure did we we grew a lot it's yeah. been about 20 years wow. of friendship, and cool. i can see how we've both changed yeah we're still on each other's last nerve <laughs> but he is someone that I think is absolutely incredible. He has pushed me. Um, he pushed me to start the blog. He okay. pushed me to uh, finally jump over the edge and start the podcast because he always told me, you have something to say and the people should hear it. Yeah. Um, so it's it's friendships like that that build you. Right. Um, and hopefully along the way, I can help him too because that's mutual. Mm-hmm. That's relationship. Right. Exactly, you know exactly and you may just be helping him and not even know sometimes we tend to help people by just not even saying anything but just like what you're doing that in, in the act of what you're doing yeah yeah you're yeah. right yeah i think we just hit on knowing when it's time to depart from a, a relationship but now yeah. the question is mm-hmm. what are healthy ways to do this so i i definitely think that when you're acknowledging that it's time to move on from any relationship, it's really important to really acknowledge those feelings. And a lot of the times the feelings are there, but we'll cope with it in other ways. So like some people may start drinking really heavy or some people may start just doing a whole bunch of things just to cope, to make them feel better temporarily. Um, But it's really important to like acknowledge that these feelings are coming up for you accept them and then kind of like take the time and the process that you need to go through the process of actually being able to move on and let it go. Um, it's really important to really reflect not only on the relationship as a whole, but then also your part in the relationship. And a lot of the times we don't do that. Like we're just focused on all the things that the person did wrong. Like, oh, they were untrustworthy. Oh, they were a liar. Oh, this, 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 that. And it's like, okay, well, you know, since you knew all these things, why did you stay like around this person? 
And that's a defect within yourself that you have to kind of like sit and think, why did I tolerate that type of behavior in this friendship, in this relationship? Why was it really hard for me to kind of like get to this point? And what is it that I've learned through this, through this experience that will take me to the next step when I'm ready? Um, and I think once you give yourself just time and space to actually process it, because it, it's really, it really, really is painful. Um, I mm-hmm. honestly feel like friendships breakups are like worse than relationship breakups <laughs> to me personally. They are. Yeah. It, it's super, super painful. Um, and I think just like being able to really process it, don't put a time limit on how long it's going to take you to process it. Um, but just doing it like in a healthy way and really being honest with yourself. I think that's a healthy way to really start to move on and learn to accept where the relationship is. You have to like recognize that, you know, everybody comes in your life for a reason. At least that's what I believe. I believe everyone comes in your life for a reason, whether they bought some, you know, good vibes or bad vibes. But you also have to recognize that people come into your life for a reason, but it's for a season. And that season in your life was supposed to teach you something about yourself. And you got to get the lesson because if you don't get the lesson, then you just end up making the same mistakes over and over again. And you're wondering, why do I keep running into these people that do this to me? Why do I keep running into people that seem to take and no give? Like those are parts of yourself that you have to reflect on as to why am I, um, I guess, in a way attracting these people I have like a love and hate relationship with that word attract because I feel like the way that society paints it it's like oh like if you're just not a person that's fully healed or like fully um if you don't love yourself then you attract people that don't love you and it's just like yeah you definitely attract anyone to be honest but it's your choice at the end of the day whether you choose to participate in that relationship so I think yeah I can attract a whole bunch of different people, people that are good for me, people that are bad for me, but it's the choices that I'm making, whether I choose to participate in those relationships. Um, yes, all yeah. of all of that. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. <laughs> all, all of that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely right. In everything you just said, mm-hmm. why do we uh, accept it? And yeah. you mentioned um, some things that I did in a workshop I facilitated mm-hmm. a few years ago, um, and it was the Realizing You uh, workshop, mm-hmm. where we discussed the fact that you have to, one, recognize right. the issue, <laughs> recognize yeah. it. Two, you have to be honest with yourself so that you can own up to your part right. in, in right. what's going on, whether it's internally with you and how it played out in the relationship or mm-hmm. plays out in your life or in your business. Right. So those two things, the recognition and then the honesty with yourself and then with other people right. so that you can get to a point of being healed right. by whatever might have scarred you and, and left you in that state. Right. And so that right. you can make wise choices Um, and sometimes I won't say logical choices because sometimes um, the wise choice Mm -hmm. defies logic exactly logic is based on what goes together by our standards and what makes sense to us and I'm a a born again Christian Mm -hmm. there are many times what makes sense to 
us naturally right. is not the right answer. Yes. And the right answer is what defies all logic right. whatsoever. Right. And, and sometimes you have to be keen on identifying, am I going to go with the status quo of right. what society expects for me to do or am I going to do what's the right thing and what's the whole thing and I say whole because we need to identify there are partial things and then there are whole things Mm -hmm. and if you have the whole right right, that, that helps to heal you Right. That helps right. get you over the hurdle. That helps exactly. uh, help you understand what you've been dealing with and right. what you need to address mm-hmm. and, and hopefully get counseling to get right. past. Right. Um, I've been a big self-soother. And yeah. when I say self-soother, not that I'm drinking or anything like that. I mean, just yeah. socially. But, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm not going to lie to you, but yeah. just mm-hmm. mentally, I've been a person that identifies the issue mm-hmm. in me. I ruminate on it over and over and over until yeah. I get to the the diagnosis, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm telling you, girl, <laughs> when, when I went to um, get my grad degree in psychology, that whole yeah. DSM, I said, they don't know what they done did. Right. For a person who, who diagnoses I and when I got there, yeah. I said, oh, I already diagnosed this to my, in myself. Right. Like, oh, I'm that's, that's what they call that. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, I know what I am. I know everything. <laughs> you, uh, girl, you yeah. see? So, yeah. and, and, and no lie, the DSM gets me very excited. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> But it's it's things like that that's very important. The realization, the honesty with yourself, the the willingness too. That's a that's a major part. Right, right. The willingness to address what you have just honestly identified, so that it can change within you. Right. Sometimes it may be a relationship that's salvageable, mm-hmm. you, you know, yeah. but you won't know unless you can identify the red flags in the other person yeah. and identify the, let's give them a different color, the yeah. orange flags in you. Yeah, exactly. You know, because exactly. we aren't always innocent. We, yeah. we are not always innocent. My issue was I was way too naive. Yeah. Right? There's a there's a part in being trusting, but then there's a part in being naive right. and just choosing to be blind. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. So we need to we need to get to those uh, red flags and orange flags so we can get the green light. Ooh, exactly. 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 <laughs> um, go ahead. Yeah, I was saying I like really agree. And I like what you said in regards to like, you know, there really has to be a willingness to like do the work. Like sometimes we're just so afraid of like what's going to come out of actually, you know, taking that time to be in solitude um, after a relationship is done, after a friendship is over, because it requires a lot of you to kind of get out of your habits, get out of your routine and kind of seeing that and then being scared because that comes with change. A lot of Mm -hmm. people like, you know, don't really, you know, unfortunately get to the next stage in their growth because of that fear. Like what's on the other side? I don't know what's on the other side. I don't want to deal with the uncomfortable feelings of what could be on the other side. So I'd rather just stay in dysfunction. And that is, you know, probably a whole different conversation for another day. It's, it is a heavy one. Yeah. It goes back to what I know. I know you've heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and our grandparents say it mm-hmm. and, and 
ignorance is bliss. Yep. <laughs> um, and I would add that ignorance is foolish bliss because yeah. you think you're happy in knowing it, but yeah. you can be so much happier and joy filled. That's the thing, the key, the joy filled right. part. Right. And, and knowing it, joy is not conditional. Happiness is. Mm, so, I like that. It, it, well, you know, praise God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's that thing. So I admit I've, I've been terrified because, you know, holding that mirror up to yourself, you're desperately saying like, please don't let it be me. Please right. don't let it be me. Right. And, and sometimes you got to say, oh, okay, so that one was me. Yeah. Man, yeah. do I go back and apologize? How do I fix it? Is it too late for that? And right. sometimes the apology won't mean anything and it could do more harm than good. But that's, again, another topic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depending on what you did, like the apology may be helpful or maybe it won't. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you, you got it. That's where in their journey with forgiveness and stuff like that. But that's a whole, uh, forgiveness is like an onion. Like there's so many layers to it you know so yes yeah yeah yes. now yeah. i kind of want a blooming onion ring <laughs> i'm sorry i um, you know what? Get it. was craving onion rings like earlier this week <laughs> <laughs> so i think that's why onion even came up in my mind but it, it ended up relating so it's fine <laughs> i think we're hungry um so okay so let's see how can i put it do you have any tips mm-hmm. then on becoming okay? Here's a major one. Mm-hmm. Becoming okay with our decision to mm-hmm. choose healthy relationships and self-care over the guilt of walking away from what no longer grows or mutually benefits. Mm, okay. So I definitely think that, you know, a lot of what you believe is rooted in your own values, standards, like all of that. So if you're recognizing that a relationship or friendship is conflicting that, I really think it takes a lot of confidence within yourself, knowing your worth, like we hear all the time, like like those things that will really kind of like help you to push forward. And kind of what we talked about earlier with establishing boundaries, like we don't only have to set boundaries with other people, but we have to set boundaries within ourselves. Be to be able to say like, you know, I'm not going to keep making excuses for this person's behavior. I have a boundary. And if you're across that boundary, then you can't have the same access to me that you had before. Things are going to have to change and being true to that, sticking to that. And I think that the way that you build your confidence is to actively do things for you. Like, you know, take on that new project at work, go out there and see if you could enjoy a new hobby, meet some new people do things that like you're that make you a little bit uncomfortable um because uncomfortability definitely is the catalyst for growth anyway so it's like you've got to be willing to like actually do the work um you ain't say nothing but a word girl <laughs> that's 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 a fact right there that being uncomfortable mm-hmm. i i have said Mm-hmm. Um, and I've written mm-hmm. uh, numerous times mm-hmm. saying that I force myself, yeah. you know, to do the things that I used to run away from. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, forcing myself, looking myself in the mirror, making eye contact with myself. Yeah. Right? yeah. And and telling myself the things that I need to hear, not want to hear, right. but need to hear. Right. And there are different things that I don't like to do feels very awkward for me, but yeah. that's because of 
unnecessary self-talk. Right. You know, so right. I force myself to get to a place of being uncomfortable. Right. And then after that, it's no longer something that I was uncomfortable doing. Right. Because I've, done right. I've crossed the hurdle of the unknown. Right. Right. Yeah. In psychology, we, we like to call that your, your inner critic. Like your inner critic will like say all of these things to you. Like, oh yeah, no, you can't do that. Or like, oh, you've been doing this for, you know, five, 10 years. So like, why do you think that you would be successful moving on into this realm? Like it's so many different things. It's that constant battle, like with your mind that like, you have to really just be able to overcome. And like you said, like even doing those positive affirmations, like getting yourself in that mirror every day, every morning and really speaking life into yourself. I I really think that's how you get to the next point, especially when you feel like you're going through like that, that icky phase of like separating yourself from certain friendships and relationships and stuff like that. So I really think that's a key factor to help you kind of like really move through to understand that it's not going to be easy. And once you accept that, you you kind of are are prepping yourself. Like, you know, you're putting on your armor and your shield to be able to deal with the parts that are really uncomfortable. Oh my goodness. Imani, I am so (laughs) glad that you came on the show today. Yeah, I'm so glad that you had me. Like, this was an awesome conversation and I got like your perspective on things and like it was this was really good this was awesome i i i second that notion <laughs> um, tell the people where they can uh contact you see all the good stuff that yeah. you post because it's some good stuff yeah yeah absolutely so my instagram handle is imani in touch i m a n i dot i-n-t-o-u-c-h so imani in touch you can also find me on psychology today I'm Imani Tud. If you type it in on the search engine on there, you'll be able to find me. And I'm also on ZocDoc as well. I am accepting new clients for therapy as well. I work at a private practice in the city, but we also do remote therapy as well. Um, So yeah, you can find me on the website and even on my Instagram. I also have a link in the bio where you can book and also um, see a lot of stuff that I have going on. So yeah. Thank you, Imani. So folks, my loves, Today was an episode that was not only requested, but it was needed. At the end of it, I hope that you recognize and understand and accept, one, who you are, the relationships that you have, and you are now able to understand the next steps that you must take, whether you are evolving in a friendship or whether you need to walk away from another relationship. So I love you much. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, God loves you too. Thanks for tuning in. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe, like, comment, and share. Remember, you can find us everywhere podcasts are streamed. Post your comments and your topic requests on crystalsays.com or on Instagram at the Let's Chat Podcast. Don't be shy. Let's chat. You and me.